the Michael Medved Show. A great honor to welcome back to the show uh, somebody that I have admired and known for many years. His name is Mike Pence. He was vice president of the United States. And at a moment uh, that was viewed by most of the world as a very dark moment for the American people and for our constitutional republic, he emerged with uh, heroic stature. And there's no other way to put it. Uh, Vice President Pence, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Michael, it's wonderful to be back on the Michael Medved Show. And thank you for your kind words. I'm, I'm very humbled by it. I think you know how much respect I have for you. I appreciate it. Uh, let me ask you a question because there was a huge series of articles today and yesterday about your former boss, Donald J. Trump, uh, planning to increase presidential power. Uh, it says that with his aides, uh, their plans are to centralize more power in the Oval Office uh, that stretch far beyond the former president's recent remarks that he would order a criminal investigation into his rival, President Joe Biden. This is actually uh, seeking to end any traces of independence in a number of semi-independent federal agencies, including the Justice Department. Uh, would you uh, go along with this idea of expanding the power of the Oval Office, of the presidential office? Well, Michael, it's a very important question. And, and let me say the reason I'm running for president is because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. But what we ought to do at this time is hew to our roots in the Constitution of the United States. We ought to, we ought to seize on this moment to restore confidence. Uh, in our institutions of government, beginning with our Justice Department. It's one of the reasons why I said uh, if I'm elected president of the United States in November of 2024, uh, we're going to clean house on the top floor of the Justice Department because the the leadership of uh, everything from the FBI, not just the attorney general, but the deputies there, uh, the American people have lost confidence. And we have got to have men and women. Uh, who are respected for their dedication to the rule of law, uh, frankly, across the political spectrum, serving in the Justice Department. Lady blind is, lady uh, Justice is blind, rather, and we've got to restore that confidence. But with regard to reorganizing government, I, I will tell you, I'm somebody that wants to reduce the size of government. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a limited government conservative, and I, I, I'd like to be shuttering a lot of these agencies, the bureaucracies that are that are pouring all kinds of red tape on job creators around the country. I'd like to, I'd like to close the federal department of education and send those dollars back to the states, including where I live in Indiana to promote education, innovation and expanded opportunities. So, so rather than trying to concentrate a power in Washington, DC, I'd like to get back to limiting the power of Washington, DC. Let's, let's, let's have less government uh, and uh, more freedom in America. That'll be my agenda. Uh, part of your agenda has always been uh, to be a very strong supporter of the state of Israel. Uh, last night, you received you, an award uh, at the uh, national meeting for KUFI, for the Christians United for Israel. You received their annual Defender of Israel Award. And this comes right after the leader of the Progressive Caucus for the Democrats in the House of Representatives uh, Representative Pramila Jayapal uh, said that Israel is a racist state. Uh, your comment? Anti-Semitism has no place 
in American public discourse, and certainly it has no place in the Congress of the United States. And, uh, you know, the, the comments of uh, Congresswoman Paul while she took them back, were a disgrace. Uh, and the fact that yesterday uh, one of her colleagues in the so-called squad, Congresswoman Tlaib, actually doubled down and called Israel as a racist government. Is We just got to call them out. I mean, I was glad to see House Republicans take action to remove Congresswoman Ilan Omar from the House International Relations Committee, where I served for many years after she used anti-Semitic tropes. But we're still waiting on the Democrat leadership to step up and put their own house in order and make it clear that this the anti-Semitic rhetoric uh, from people in uh, in elective office in the Congress of the United States is utterly unacceptable, and there'll be consequences when people use it. But I, I will tell you, beyond all of that, uh, I, I'm deeply disappointed uh, with the fact that after we spent four years sending an unambiguous message of support for our most cherished ally, Israel, um, it, we moved the embassy to Jerusalem. We recognized the Golan Heights. We we shut down the PLO office in Washington, D.C. We got out of the Iran nuclear deal. All of that set the table, not for more conflict in the Middle East, Michael, but as you know, it set the table for the first Middle East peace deal in 25 years. The Abraham Accords normalized relationships between Israel and Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates. And the, the Biden administration has gone back to the most charitable way you could say is they've gone back to an ambiguous support of Israel. They've made no progress in expanding a peace across the region. And it took seven months for President Biden to even invite Prime Minister Netanyahu to come to the White House. I mean, under our administration, and if I have the privilege of being president, if the world knows nothing else, the world will know this. America stands with Israel. Well, America has also been standing, sometimes hesitantly, by the Biden administration with Ukraine. And I was struck by the fact that President Trump says he now favors Ukraine support. Is he coming around, President Trump, to a position that you have held unequivocally uh, from the beginning of this war, this uh, brutal and vicious attack by Putin on uh, the nation of Ukraine? Well, look, what's what's happening in Ukraine the last year and a half, you understand, Michael Medved, is it's a Russian invasion. And I was actually in Ukraine a couple of weeks ago just to, to see for myself the, the aftermath of that war and what, what Russia has done there and, and the destruction of, of, uh, of, of homes and the civilian population. I was in a city where 500 men, women, and children were gunned down in the streets in a small village just north of, of Kiev a year and a half ago, and there was a mass grave of 500 people. But look, all of that being said, the reason why it's imperative that we continue to provide Ukraine with the support they need to repel the Russian invasion. And, I, and I'm pleased to hear at least at least half of President Trump's position now is to increase support uh, for Ukraine. The reason we need to give them the resources to repel the Russian invasion is because I have no doubt that if Vladimir Putin overruns Ukraine, it won't be long before that Russian army crosses a border where we would have to send our men and women in uniform to fight. And I, I truly do believe that it's in our national interest to give the Ukrainians what they need. Uh, Ukraine is not our war, but freedom is our fight. Uh, and in so doing, uh, uh, I, I truly do believe that we'll be serving the cause of freedom. 
God willing. Uh, Mike Pence, to find out more about his campaign and his positions, go to MikePence2024.com. All I can do, sir, is wish you a Godspeed and thank you for the clarity of your voice. We will be right back on The Medved Show. The Michael Medved Show. All across America. This is The Michael Medved Show. Uh, you can actually do something to change history. Really, you can. Uh, I was just speaking, saying goodbye to Mike Pence, and in the middle of the break,